What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, Shohei Otani. He's going to be the guy we start with. We're going to start by talking about Shohei Otani. Two for the show is what they're saying. Two home runs for Shohei Otani. His 19th and 20th on the year. The 20th was a game winner in the 12th inning. Out in Arlington, Texas, for a big divisional matchup between the Angels and the Rangers. This is a big AL West matchup between these two teams who are playing pretty well this season. Of course, we know the Rangers have been phenomenal, but the Angels have been very good too. They are now 37-31 and 31 on the year. They're third in the AL West. But Shohei Otani was the man in this game. Like I said, two home runs, giving him, pushing him to the American League lead. Now, he leads the American League with 20 home runs on the season. He was two for four with those pair of homers. He's now hitting 291 with a 955 OPS and 20 home runs. Elite numbers for Shohei Otani, yes, yet again, with the bat this season and, of course, on the mound. But we're talking about the bat right now. That that bat is serious. He's got some, some serious numbers right now. Offensively, better than we what we've seen in in recent years. Of course, we know in 2021 he was MVP when he when he hit like 40 40 something. I can't even remember at this point. I mean, this dude. Let me let me take a look at that real quick. Shuri Otani, yeah, 46 home runs in 2021 is MVP season. 34 last year. This year he already has 20. So he's off to a good to a, a good pace for sure. He should. Eclipse last year's number if he stays healthy right now. Yeah, I mean, other than that, in this game, I would just say it was offense. It was a 9-6 Angels victory. I mean, the Rangers had some offense of their own. Ezekiel Duran had a three-run homer. But you know, offensively, the Angels and Shohei just outlasted them in the 12th inning. That was what did it. They scored four runs in the 12th, and that was huge. It ended up being really big, and the Angels got the win. The Oakland A's suddenly have a six-game win streak. Don't look now. But the Oakland A's, the lowly Oakland A's, which have, you know, they've been really tough to watch. You know, it's been a struggle out in Oakland. But they've now won six straight. I mean, they own the worst record in the majors. But they're playing with some kind of swag that's 100% justified. Because no one can stop them right now. They continue rolling on Monday night when they beat the Tampa Bay Rays. The Tampa Bay Rays, the best team in baseball. So the worst team in baseball going against the best team in baseball. And wouldn't you know it, the worst team in baseball came out ahead. So it was a 4-3 victory over the Rays. Shea Langoliers with a three-run double in the bottom of the fifth was the big hit in this game. I will say, I saw something on social media saying that the Oakland A's fans are planning a reverse boycott on Tuesday Meaning they're going to pack the stadium. They're going to show up in the midweek game against, you know, just a regular season game to show that fans are not the problem, that it's ownership. You know, there have been a lot of stories swirling around this team saying that the ownership has been putting zero effort into the season so that they lose so that they can justify a move to Las Vegas. Because you know, we've been hearing that the Oakland A's are going to move to Las Vegas very soon. They've come to some agreements with the city of Las Vegas. And of course, Oakland, like true Oakland A's fans, aren't happy with that because that's just yet another sports team that's leaving their area. You know, this would be the third team in the last few years. They lost the Golden State Warriors. They lost the Raiders. And now they're about to lose the A's. But 
let's see how that goes. I mean, this is an interesting series because, like I said, worst against best. And anything can happen in baseball. But on Monday, it was the A's that went victorious. Now they've won six games in a row. So don't look now, but you know, maybe something interesting could be happening in Oakland this week. If you know, Maybe they can just get a nice little hot streak. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to turn their season around, but there's always that saying that even the worst team in baseball is going to win a third of their games. Um, so, like, everyone wins a third of their games, at least a third of the game. Everyone loses at least a third of their games. It's what you do with that remaining third that determines how good of a team you are. That's a saying that we always hear in baseball, which is, I think, pretty accurate. You play a 162-game season. So, yeah, I mean... It's a long, it's a long grind. I mean, Oakland is actually not on pace to, to win a third of their games right now, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Let's head to Phoenix, where the Phillies took on the D-backs. The story in this one was JT Realmuto hitting for the cycle. He became the first Phillies player to hit for the cycle since 2004, when, yeah, I mean, that was almost 20 years ago. It was 19 years ago, but Realmuto hit for the cycle. And I mean, when he, he smashed the ball off the left center field wall in the ninth inning on Monday night at Chase Field, that was the completion of the cycle. But he starts with a homer, then a triple, then a single, then a double. So yeah, I mean, JT Realmuto was absolutely locked in. They actually lost this game. Arizona won by a score of 9-8 because that's just what the D-backs do nowadays. You can't really beat the D-backs right now. They're first in the NL West. They ended up beating Philadelphia by a score of 9-8. But on the Philly side, Real Muto, 4 for 4, 3 RBIs, hitting for the cycle. It's always a special accomplishment. Of course, they wish they had won, but they didn't. And the Phillies are just treading water at this point. I mean, now they're 32-34. and 34. That's two games below 500. They're, they're really hoping they can uh, not lose much more ground in their division. But they are playing a tough team, for being fair. On the D-back side, more of the same. The usual suspects, Corbin Carroll, two for three in this game. Uh, you know, he's hitting 313 with a 986 OPS. Like I said, MVP candidate already. Cattell Marte setting the table at the top of the lineup, three for five, 823 OPS. You know, if you just look at that D-backs lineup from top to bottom, it's actually pretty scary how good these guys' numbers are. I mean, even Evan Longoria, I mean, he homered in this game, one for three with four RBIs. And Longo, is hitting for an 814 OPS. You know, the average is down, but that doesn't really matter, right? He's your DH, 814 OPS. That's definitely going to play at age of 37. So shout out to Evan Longoria for staying strong out there with the D-backs, even at this age. So there weren't a whole lot of games on Monday night. There will be a full slate on Tuesday. Everyone gets back into action. Subway Series starts. Yankees-Mets. Keep an eye on that. I would say that's a big series here early in the week. But besides that, that's going to do for today. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.